I don't know about you, but it's been a tailspin couple of days for me since Taylor Swift broke up with her boyfriend after seven <laughs> oh. years. I have, no, I lost money I had to on be that. In bed. I, Damn, I had to be West. in bed all day yesterday, and um, I couldn't stop crying. crying, and that's why I sound stopped <laughs> up. But it just breaks my heart that this little angel um, has had to walk away from this whoever this douchebag was. I mean, this guy wasn't put up with her for seven years. <laughs> I didn't, so I didn't know that. I, I don't know whose fault it is, though. And if it's his, well, he he better watch his back because he yeah. just broke her heart. Well, you know, which well, means a double album is coming up next time. <laughs> I was again. Gonna say, I was going to say uh-huh. we'll find out the entire story at her next every next freaking thing she did. A double album coming. It's being recorded right now while she can weep through it. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> just in the I tradition okay. of Elton John and double albums, it'll be goodbye douchebag boyfriend. <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> goodbye douchebag hit the, road. Hit the goddamn yellow brick road, bitch. I, I just don't. I just don't understand. And then Millie Bobby Brown, who is 19 years old and way too young to even drink, uh, is going to marry John Bon Jovi's kid. What the? Fu- yeah, what's going his on? younger I, kid. <laughs> well, I know. Jesus Christ! I, I just been, don't know. Yeah, I, allegedly they, she's got some ring in an Instagram post. So here we go. She's nineteen. She's nineteen years old. Yeah, yeah. Slow down, little girl. And then you wonder <laughs> why. And then Sid's got this story from Mississippi and some other places where people uh, and their genitals are just—they're uh, just rotting off everywhere. What? You'll be—you'll be out someplace and your Peter falls off. I don't know what these stories mean, but it was Mississippi and somewhere else, and it was gonorrhea and some kind of, um, what's the deal with this, just to start things off on an upbeat Well, well, (laughs) just just to state the facts, according to, now this was two years ago, a CDC data released Tuesday. It's over now, then. No, no, no. Well, oh, it's just just heating up, bro. (laughs) Mississippi is in the bed. They have the had the highest rate of gonorrhea cases. Arkansas had, I mean, no, Alaska, sorry, the other A state. Alaska had a very high rate in chlamydia cases, and South Dakota the highest rate of syphilis cases. And apparently Arizona Aren't they all the is not the same thing, pretty much. Not, I know, I not know. doing that well either. So there's some pill out there that the but experts think will help, you know, slow down at least these STD rates because people are just like ignoring all this stuff since the pandemic and, and having all kinds of fun and sex and catching Bestiality things. Bestiality in this state down here, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know about you. Maybe. I don't know. Problem. But there's some, so there's some drug that's already used to create or create, treat a bunch of infections. So they're trying <laughs> to push it as a, hey, if this can. If they have can... one that can create it, I want to try some of that. <laughs> no, I'm sure they've got what happens. Money. Yeah. Just for a good, yeah. long, good, fun weekend, man. Know, just for they, a good weekend. If there are <laughs> pills that create this stuff, then you know that insurance isn't going to cover them, cover them at all. And they're going to be very expensive. And you can probably catch it on your own, you know, if you go down to just the right part of town <laughs> yeah yeah and we well, can get the uh, the uh, transsexuals to endorse it uh like bud light and then we'll uh, never mind i'm not even, I'm not even going there all right well, so it, uh, so yeah, so it, what's what's the end point here it, it it's it's an antibiotic it's already used to treat infections it's it's not it's there's a doctor at brown that says look, it's not a magic bullet which he probably shouldn't use that way but it's another tool to try to curb all this, you said bullet and tool freaking, in the same. Sentence. I know. Okay. To try to curb all the mass um, 
infections. So that's okay. kind of basically it. So yeah. So you know that's that isn't the you know worst story that we could. There there are so many. Oh, that's uh, good news. <laughs> uh, I suppose uh, compared to some of the other news, yeah, it it it, it beats the. The majority of what we have seen the past couple of days—it's just hard to, hard to understand. We are trying to figure this out too, and I didn't go on any kind of a, of a long search, but it would appear, this story was from from Newser.com, which came from, someplace else that uh, it would suggest that that uh, Twitter is no more. Now, uh, Sid just pulled up our page, and it still seems to be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Twitter is up and running, it says here, last we checked. This is their writing, not mine. But uh, Twitter, Inc., the parent uh, company, is no more. That's per a court filing from last week that shows the company has been absorbed into Elon Musk's X-Corp, with the news uh, pointed out by far-right white nationalist Laura Loomer. She's suing uh, Twitter over booting her off the platform because she's another of the insane right-wing uh, people that just don't know how to go away. So, uh, Twitter Inc. has been merged into X Corp. Uh, I guess this was some kind of a um, announcement, not really much of one, and no longer exists, meaning that um, Loomer, this lady, is now suing X Corp. instead. But when you pull up our Twitter thing, it's still there. Is mm-hmm. it recent as far as posting and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's all recent. I mean, I guess, I guess it unless, until they if they do change things or just turn it off, turn the light switch off at Twitter, then it's I guess still going to be there. It's just yeah. a, a run, well, a run the last paragraph else. says it doesn't appear that the changeover has been noted in other legal documents, much less announced to the public. That's mm-hmm. why it's only on this one this one one uh, site. Uh, the story came from Slate, which is a pretty credible news mm-hmm. site, I guess. Uh, so Twitter's press press email is likely just going to send back poop emojis to all reporters asking about this, as they did to Slate. <laughs> that was Musk's response, a oh, poop emoji. That's not a, surprised. Track, yeah. Uh, so I suppose until this is uh, you know legally done, they can't change it and or they won't change it. Well, I, I don't I, know I, if this I, is bull or not. It, it sounds exactly like the hoopla that came with these stories that said Facebook is no yeah. more. Well, actually, yeah, Facebook, the company, was no more. They just changed right. things around and shifted money and titles and copyrights and whatever else and were meta. And so that's what Musk has done to Twitter. He's just you know, shuffled things around in some kind of high stakes, big money shell game to make Twitter the company not exist, but Twitter the product still alive and active every day, trying to exploit you as best it can. Yes, and that yeah. <laughs> probably is right on the money. And he got some media out of it, and it's not done yet. Uh, but a day doesn't go by, he doesn't find some way to get in the news. But in the process, he is destroying uh, this 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 thing which likely should be destroyed it's one of the most damaging or if not the the most you know hateful one of them out there but anyway uh, he's caused a real mess there from the first day he got his hands on this and now we'll see I don't care where it goes at all but it is at least an interesting uh, approach to getting yourself back in the media and so Elon mm-hmm. wins that one uh, 
for today. Any text you got, 878-9420 is where those can be sent, and those for Lawyer Bill on Thursday, too. So he'll be up uh, with us here tomorrow to discuss this, that, and the other. And uh, I want to thank our friends at Allen's Automotive for their uh, ongoing support and and uh, and just their uh, friendship and their skills in fixing cars and trucks. They've worked on mine. Allen has been my friend for a long time. And uh, Wes saw him last week, I believe. Oh, ah, yeah. Uh, it's, you got to go over there and get your get your stuff, uh, you know, maintenance and maintain. It makes the it makes them last a lot longer. If you have issues of any kind, call Alan and explain to him what's going on. 332-3279, and he will make an appointment and set you up with a time to come by, and they'll fix the issues that are making your vehicle not do right. All right. Alan's Automotive, 332-3279. Here's garbage. This is Drake Digital. If you're trying to uh, talk yourself into some really fun diarrhea this week. Here's a place to start. Read my mind. A uh, well, I'm trying to get everybody sick because I've had this this funk. Everybody in town has it, and it's just it just it just sucks the life out of you. But you can add the runs to that if you want to. I I don't understand this, but it does make sense. When your dog is constipated, let's say, uh, uh, one mm-hmm. of the tricks is either uh, to put some you know canned canned pumpkin in the food, or olive oil, and it goes right through them. So a new GI doctor has made some comments about why the new Starbucks drinks can give you problems. The combination of the coffee, which is extra strong and makes you go to the bathroom endlessly, and now there's olive oil in the coffee? I I don't understand this. Olive oil-infused coffee drinks at some of the stores last month Hmm have brought this topic up all over the internet. And it's nothing like getting on the internet to talk to your friends about diarrhea. Now, that says love. That's friendship. <laughs> yes, yes. Some, uh, some, commenter, some uh, of the commenters call the oleato, oleato line, I don't know how to say that word, which includes an oat milk latte, ice-shaken espresso, and golden foam cold brew, all with a spoonful of olive oil. Why the olive oil? Yeah, uh, but but it tastes so good. It says others weren't enthusiastic. One called it an oil spill on your iced coffee, uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, showed the drink with a layer of oil that was floating at the top of the cup. I'm not sure nasty uh, what this means, but it's making people sick. I now I put olive oil in on lots of stuff. Sure, and I never have that kind teaspoon. of problem. Well, yeah, but yeah. in your drink, in, in your, yeah, in, yeah, you're you're already you know pouring this strong caffeine down your guts, yeah. and then you got yeah. this in there too. And uh, one person wrote in uh, a very very nice little uh, sentence here: "Y'all intestines gonna be a slip and slide." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. perfect. That's I love perfect. that. Oh man, nice that's, metaphor, dude. Th- that, that's the end of the story. That's as far. Oh, as geez, I so go. that's Starbucks' new weight loss plan for you? <laughs> that only a, that. Oh, that, maybe that's the ticket. <laughs> no, that that drink from Starbucks making my stomach speak. Somebody else shared on oh, Twitter or whatever it is. So the blend of olive oil and coffee. 
they say at Starbucks creates a velvety smooth, delicately sweet and lush coffee, blah, blah. What it creates is a messed up tummy. So I would say run for your life. I, I don't uh, have any intention of doing <laughs> so any of that. You're going to be running away or you're going to be having the runs. One or the well, other. Yeah. It's just, okay. What's the uh, purpose? Of what? It? I mean, what, coconut what, what, oil, what? like coconut oil is oh, good that's for right. you. Like you can spread it on toaster. You can put it on rice instead of butter. I mean, probably not a lot. But any that's kind supposed of those to be oils really help your, good help for you. And olive oil in, yeah. yeah, moderation is good. But a teaspoon in coffee, is that's I, just nasty. I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, so who is this doctor and his comments about pollen, which has been my uh, problem for the past couple of days, but it's been everyone's problem, and you can't do much about it. But uh, this dude... Says there are eight ways to reduce allergens in the bedroom. The obvious thing yeah. is to close the damn windows. Yeah, uh, but take a hint. we keep them open. And uh, but so I know. Well, it's just I know because so it's nice out. But... I have to say this is not you know rocket science here, as they say. No, but... it's not. It's not. But but people, I know. I keep I open mine and then I remember my family is super allergic. I'm like sorry, I'll go close them. Keep the windows closed. Number one, avoid using ceiling fans in the bedroom because you could just circulate dust. Well, that's what uh, mine's going right now, just fast I mean, as can. I know, because so it's nice. It's, yeah, again, it's nice. You want to air out the house, you think. Vacuum a lot, which, of course, you do, because you have darn six pets, which, by the way, oh, yeah. are all over social Everywhere. media today, because it's yeah. National Pet Day, or yesterday, yeah. whatever. Use an air purifier. Those, are, those, have been, those have come a long way, I think. Like, I don't have uh-huh. one, but I hear great things about them. Mm-hmm. Um, change your sheets often, at least, like, once a week. Because that's okay. kind of funky if you don't anyway. Use hypoallergenic bedding, like pillows, sheets, and duvet covers right. and stuff like that. So they, And they sell, like, they even sell, you know, also use a pillow cover on your pillow, under your pillowcase. And they sell hypoallergenic ones. And this I have to like have that trouble. in my house. Shut oh, up. Whatever. Okay. They're cheap. Go to Target. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't keep your outside clothes in the hamper in your bedroom. I never thought of that, though. Never thought what of now? that. Oh, don't so keep, like, if your hamper is in your bedroom, your dirty clothes right. hamper or in your closet or whatever, no. don't keep your outside clothes that where you just cut the grass in the bedroom. So, just get yeah. naked in the, in the garage and when it, with its clothes, with it closed, with it closed, and case, then right. go take straight to the shower. That's what we do. Anyway, no, but Depends yeah. Depends on how so, well I mean, you want, you know, your neighbors or how well you want them to know you, I guess. Oh well, yeah, the there's door. A, yeah, yeah. And then and dr- yeah. avoid drying your clothes outside. So when it's nice and hot yeah. in summer and you want to try to save energy on the, on the dryer, well, and you hang them outside like me, like a redneck on the clothesline, don't do that. But it, it all makes sense except for the yeah. ceiling fan part. Yeah, it's going to distribute dust, but if you if you are stripping your clothes in the garage after coming in from outside, if you keep them in a hamper separate and you keep your windows closed, then what your ceiling fan is distributing is not going to be pollen. It's just going to be ordinary dust, which is mostly human skin. Right. So you got to clean your room often enough to where it's not a pigsty, so you can use a ceiling fan. So there are the handy tips uh, to prep your like bedroom to reduce allergy symptoms. <clears throat> Drake. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, okay. I, I'm uh, I'm eyeing my my a nose spray here and my other pills. So and yeah, maybe well, that, just, that is helpful. Do you need a I, I really didn't think about the. Cl- no, I've already done so much of this stuff. I can't even. I'm just, okay, I'm gonna, so you're set. Good. I'm a tad loopy anyway. Speed. So uh, so this is just you know it's this is just <laughs> just insane. Uh, what else? There are so many different stories here. 
Wes, what do you find interesting from your list that you've gathered today? Oh my goodness, I have got so many things, but I am going to jump to one of the entertainment stories and uh, salute the late, sad to say, and great Al Jeff of Mad Magazine. Only a certain generation will understand this, but as a young man, I guess me and Wes were among that generation. The, uh, I bought Mad Magazine every time it came out, and the insert inside and the back thing, um, is he's the one that did the back cover work, he, right? He, he is the guy who invented the Mad Magazine fold-in, which if you don't know what Brilliant. it is, uh, and I'm sure there's a bunch that aren't, because like you said, you bought it growing up, and I bought it growing up. I bought it for my kid. I bought collections for my kid, so he knows what too. it is. Yeah. Yeah, and so but the fold in at the back is you you folded the back page in oh, one yeah, spot yeah, yeah. and then you fold yeah. and then you folded that back over to meet it at another spot. So you cut out cut out like the that. middle third of this picture. For a and whole new it picture. made a whole yeah. new picture, which oh, yeah, was yeah. the punchline to the joke. And yeah, was, Al yeah. Jeff invented that. It was supposed to be a one time thing, but it was so popular immediately that it became a regular, regular deal. And all the so smart yeah Yeah, so Mm -hmm. all the stuff he did he did also did the snappy answers to stupid questions and uh that's the thing where someone asks are you going to reel in the fish and the guy says no i'm going to jump into water and marry the thing so that was (laughs) out jeff too he did advertisement parodies he uh, did parodies advertisement parodies for things that eventually became real like redialing telephones and spell checkers and you know, surfaces that you could write on and then wipe away. He anticipated peelable stamps, multi-blade razors. Oh, wow. I think I remember this one. It was a, a, a spoof advertisement where this guy talked about how, yeah, this, our competition talks about having two blades. Well, we've got three blades, but wait, no, we're going to do it better and introduce four blades. Well, you can buy four blade razors today, right now. Mm-hmm. So you go yeah. out, Jeff. Mm-hmm. He was 102 years old. And, uh, and oh, he was, wow. Yeah. He was a uh, he was a, a really sharp man. Yeah, fine, yeah. fine brain. He had a fine brain. And the, the world uh, is lesser without him. And yeah, those puzzle. A, the I, I think my brother and I somehow bought those. How did my mom not? But the the yeah the the folding together yeah. of the of the page was so cool. And that makes me think of this shirt that my husband had in college because he went to UT Knoxville. And it has just what looks like jumbled half letters on it that might not make sense. Yeah. And then you fold the bottom part up and it says, fuck Bama. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's awesome. It's so awesome. So awesome. Very nice. All right, cool. All right, more of this coming up. There uh, there are updates. I don't know about this one. About Daisy Jones and the Six. Could there be more coming? Uh, This is just a tease that is likely uh, just a tease uh, to get some some clicks and it did and there's a ton of other stuff uh, in rock and roll and in the entertainment realm so we'll wander down that road in a minute first here are the noise ets this is drake digital uh today in the world of economy and finance and inflation and ups and downs and um uh, people are not having really good times with their money um about seven in ten are living check to check and things are not really going well and you can point fingers if you have enough knowledge about this. I certainly don't at many things. The inflation and the Fed raising the interest rates considerably um, uh, has caused a number of problems. The uh, banking industry 
uh, some uh, have uh, pointed at the interest rates going up, up, up for causing some of these issues, which does make sense because it's harder to, to borrow any money and, and, and to buy a house. Or, but, that, but the housing market, by all accounts, is somehow kind of, um, kind of easing up, but not necessarily so. Uh, uh, today, later on this morning, the key March inflation numbers are being released. And everybody is on just waiting to see, will they stop raising these rates? The projection is for inflation to go down. Not a point, but almost. And so many people are just hoping and praying that the government, the Fed, stops raising interest rates. It's causing a lot of um, heartaches for many people. And there are just... There are messes economically that none of us understand, and that's done by design. Um, but Wes <laughs> has a story that says that the economy is as sound as it's been since '84. I, th- this is why it's all so endlessly confusing. It it is, and like you, I am not any kind of expert. This story comes from the International Monetary Fund, so I'm figuring they are probably nerdy experts who know what they're talking about, but I could <laughs> yeah. be wrong. They yeah, predict well. that the U.S. economy is going to surpass its pre-pandemic size as growth will reach 6.4% for the U.S. economy this year. That's up 1.3 percentage points from their forecast that they made in January, and this rebound is going to help the global economy, they say, expand uh, in six percent uh and it's an upgrade of 0.5 percent from uh, the international monetary funds outlook and it credits the response to the pandemic and that the recession that it was called that caused was caused by that is likely to leave smaller scars than the 2008 financial crisis that a whole bunch of us remember in a really bad way oh that was a bad one yeah 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 that that they say the Uh, U.S. employers added 916,000 jobs in March. That's the biggest gain since August. The manufacturing sector is also roaring, they said, with uh, ISM Manufacturing Index posting its best reading since 1983. I bet that has a lot to do with the federal push to start chip manufacturing in the United States as opposed to bringing them in from overseas. And that's they, one of them, yeah. Yeah, so they predict that this year is all of this is going to come together to produce the fastest annual growth rate in the United States since 1984. So this is good news. And I've got a story that's a companion one to this that says unemployment. The exact opposite, I'm guessing. No, it says <laughs> unemployment remains low. The gap between U.S. black and white unemployment has dropped to a record low. It's something that they keep track of, and it shrank to its narrowest level ever in March as uh, African Americans saw outsized gains in employment. They say black unemployment, the black unemployment rate in the U.S. plunged to 5% last month. That's the lowest level in data going back to the early 1970s. It's uh, still higher by almost two percentage points over the uh, unemployment rate for white Americans, which was unchanged in March at 3.2%, but it's still the smallest ever. They say February vacancies fell to the lowest level since May of 2021. Layoffs are still happening. Many employers are still, though, reporting difficulty in finding workers. So it's a great ratio, a good barometer of labor market health, and it also is a 
a big sign to everyone who's complaining, no one wants to work anymore, I can't find workers. It's a big fuck you to them because you're just mm-hmm. not paying and offering enough benefits when other people are. Well, uh, that pretty much sums it up. I, that's why it's hard to hard to grasp um, why there's still this ongoing, you know, right, the these these you know rates going up again and all of those are very very positive signs mm-hmm. which you would think would be uh, embraced by those that make these decisions and they would you know back off these interest rates and even in fact some suggest they'll lower them this year that would because it yeah. puts a real problem a real crimp on the lives of many people and it you can't really point fingers at that first bank uh, that went went you know, belly up, uh, and that was gotten under control pretty quick. Yeah, I saw somebody predict today that in the next a couple of years, that there will not be any small bank chains. Now I don't know what's what you know small oh. banks means. Is that regions? Uh, they're all over the South. That can't be much of a small yeah. bank, but there are other banks that likely may be sucked up into the vortex here. Uh, if this doesn't stop, because they can't lend people money. And that's what they do. When you put your your money in the bank, uh, they use that money to loan to other people to buy more mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And it all mm-hmm. works. It's a, it's a nice system. Uh, but one story will tell you that we are doomed and nailed to the wall. It's over. <laughs> goodbye. And then Wes's story just says something entirely contrary to that. And so that's why it is impossible to make sense of any of this. But... Uh, <laughs> all the projections seem to be good, uh, but tomorrow, if this uh, CPI or whatever it is uh, doesn't uh, doesn't um, meet up expectations with the Fed, something will will happen again in May, and they need to leave it the fuck alone. Uh, yeah. Is my guess at that? Because I've watched I, I mean, I watch my stuff, and I talk to people and get advice and have advisors on what little pittance I have managed to you know garner and. I don't want it to be messed with. Leave it alone. Uh, but, but people that are a lot smarter than us are making these decisions, or are they just playing the, this long con like they always do? You know? <laughs> they're, they're making their best guesses, I think. And you're right. It's, it's all a guess. It's always, always been confusing. I remember you, what something yeah. you just said uh, flashed a memory in my head of an old Bloom County newspaper comic strip uh, from one time when this kid who had the nightmares come out of his closet, the nightmares that wa- night were two different economists. And he said, oh, God, please don't start discussing the economy. And one says, oh, yeah, it's getting better. No, it's getting worse. And they argue for the rest of the comic. Oh, that's exactly what it is <laughs> every was, day. That was like 81. <clears throat> well, it hasn't changed much. and But now we have, you know, CNBC and the Fox they have their their own little you know money network, and you can you can watch this stuff and drive yourself insane, because everybody has a different opinion on it, and they're all investors, and they they're all smart about this stuff, but they say things that are um, uh, they're they're just exact opposites of what the guy before them just said. No, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. And 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 so you wait every day to see what happened, and uh, today the Dow was up a little teeny bit. Uh, the Nasdaq, the tech-heavy Nasdaq, was down, and the, and the S and P was down. And and I and for some reason, so I thought I would check my little balance to see how much money I ate today. Oh, that's comforting. And I made oh, about God, three grand. Stop it! <laughs> oh, there you go. 
It all went to shit, and I made three grand today. So please keep dropping and just. Oh man! And see that that whole thing with the stock market is nothing but a game of faith and gambling, based on what these reports are. Well, there's some knowledge involved here, and the guys that I work with are extremely smart about this. But when I ask a question and I get their answer either on the phone or via the email. It's like reading something in a language that is not... I, I, ha, I have no idea I know, what you just said to me. I, I have know, no idea it, what you're talking about. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I don't understand you, but thank you for being there to take care of my Because FISBIN. Yeah. That's why. It's all FISBIN. It, it, it does really help, though, knowing the, your money person personally, and so you therefore trusting them, because ours is a high school friend of my husband's, and he's very smart, and he's very careful, and he's done oh, yeah. well, and it's, yeah, so I'm very grateful. Yeah, if you have that. any, I mean, if you're in your 40s and make a decent living, uh, or, in, or hell, even in your in your 30s, let somebody advise you about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't pay them a penny. They take a percentage, every, uh, I guess, every, every quarter out of my ups and downs, and I never give them anything. Um, and so they do this, and they're very smart. Um, Red Door, wealth management is their thing, and wealth is not the word I would use for myself, uh, but it's but it's there. But let somebody help you. Don't think you have the smarts to invest and day trade and all that shit because you don't. It's especially now when it's so up and down and back and forth. Mm. All right, we're gonna we'll uh, pop off and come back and look at Daisy Jones. What's the future? Eddie Van Halen, a guitar going on sale that may reap a ton of money and whatever else we can can dredge up from the entertainment world. After this great hit from Days Gone By, here's Badfinger. This is Drake Digital. One of the uh, surprise hit TV shows of this year so far, I think, on Amazon Prime is a show called Daisy Jones and the Six. And I saw the previews for it and I thought, uh, cliche rock and roll band. They moved to LA from Pittsburgh, and they're going to be big stars. And um, and I didn't make much of it because um, it's really hard to do movies like this well, and there aren't that many that have had that kind of success. Almost Famous is one that did. Oh, it was mm-hmm. and it is um, was a big hit, and that was that was thirty years ago or something. Um, I guess A Star is Born, there are three of those, and that isn't about a band, but it has kind of a similar vibe and about the industry and how to make it and all that stuff. Uh, this story also mentions the great film, which I think is still a cult kind of a thing, uh, Spinal Tap, which is not a real movie about a real band. It is a parody of every rock band that's ever lived, Yes, and it is a classic Beyond that, in this story, they mention um, A Mighty Wind, another film by, by a Chris Guest, but also a a mockumentary. I remember so, that. So there aren't very many, many movies about this business of rock and roll that have been credible enough to be watched uh, by either those in the business or those out of it that want to see inside how this works. Well, uh, Sid sent me a text and said... You really should watch this, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, okay." And so, uh, <laughs> so I started it, and it's engaging immediately. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that these movies work or not based upon the actors and the characters uh, that they portray. This was a book, a number one hit yes. um, before. And I didn't know that either. Uh, but so anyway, Riley Keough uh, is what catches your eye first. Elvis's granddaughter, Lisa Marie's little girl. And she has what they call it in the business. Yeah. Uh, she is, uh, she's, it isn't just her face and, and, and her looks, but, you, but you, you can just, you know, see her and see Elvis and see Priscilla and see her mama in there. And she's just got a gift. She can act. And I had no idea that she had acted in anything. Um, Me neither. <laughs> but she's extremely, uh, she's just captivating. And on the other side of her uh, is a guy named, well, in, in, in the uh, film, he is uh, Billy Dunn. His name is Sam Claflin. And he is as pretty as she is. And then the band members, all they all begin um, in L.A. And they begin slowly. And it goes on and on and on. If you haven't watched it, you probably should. Because it's yeah. extremely well done. Now, really the, uh, the movie, uh, the TV show ends the same way that the book does, mm-hmm. from what I have been told. And so then I see this headline. Is there more of Daisy Jones and the Six coming our way? Now, is this hype or not? Um, and, it, and it just, it talks about the attempts that have been made to do rock and roll movies. And I can't, there are so many that, 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 that were failed. I can't even really think about who they are now. Uh, but they wrapped up their 10 show run and it, it covers the rise and fall of the fictional band. But all of these band members, all of the people in this, in this film were actors that went to school and learned how to play their instruments and yes. to sing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Miss Keough already had some skills. That's pretty obvious. But they were not as uh, dramatic and as grandiose as they became uh, after she was urged to belt it out Stop singing so little and let it go. And she did. And so this thing was just hot, hot, hot from everybody that has seen it. It is also inspired, the author has even said, from Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham in Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac. That was the, that was kind of the point of of uh, of their beginning and, that, that and their vibe. end. Yeah, that vibe is oh, yeah. all through the series. But it's not really much about Fleetwood Mac. There's, mm-hmm. It's hard to uh, compare them, but those okay. two people that were the heart of Fleetwood Mac. So what they're saying here, uh, the possibility that the show could could go on beyond that story. Um, they mentioned some shows from HBO and elsewhere that ended where the book ended, uh, but the author decided because of, I'm going to guess, money, uh-huh. that maybe they could write a part two. And this show ends in a fashion where a comeback couldn't be ruled out. Yeah. So will there be a season two? We won't know that for a couple of years at least. No. If if they were to begin it, we would hear that. But first, you got to convince the author of the book that it is worth the time to go back and to uh, to add on and to elongate what was a perfectly fine story that just ended. Yeah. Now the band only had one hit album. Mm-hmm. And they were gigantic stars, and then, then it all exploded, and it was over. And the ending yeah. of it is a bit of a surprise, um, uh, yeah. but 
Anyway, will we see Daisy see, Jones and the Six Part Two? My my hopes are not really high. They and the, the this sounds to me like producers who see dollar signs. Oh God, yes, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. doing a bunch of wishful thinking, and they wouldn't have to convince the the writer of the original book to write another one. They would just have to convince her to let them expand the rights that she already sold to them for an additional fee for them to make up their own story about what happens next. But what Which, could happen... without question, would be a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm what could happen guess. next? I know, it would, I would not be, be nearly as interesting. I know, I agree, darn it. But I want to see more, but I know I don't want to because of that. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that. That's, that, that, that to bring it back, you're just doing a watered-down version. And if the author, do, uh, if she doesn't doesn't do it, and a bunch of writers from someplace, uh, it's it's a bad idea, and it might go away. But as hot as it was, um, there are always ways to do it. And I hope that they don't. Yeah, That's me, my hope. Yeah. I, I'm completely with you because the setting the current the contemporary time because they use the documentary as a framing device for the whole story to tell what happened and climaxed in 1977, and then the mm-hmm. story framing was in 20 years later. So. The sequel would have to be 20 years later. Well, that's 1997. Right. What was going on musically then? Well, not Fleetwood Mac. No, yeah, they were not. True. But, um, and they would all be uh, a lot older. They would all technically be in their mid late 50s. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is no big deal. Yeah, right. You're right. Because many bands are uh, and are still performing. But anyway, so that was, a, I thought, was worth a look at, but I don't think it'll happen. Uh, Sid had the piece. There's a story about Eddie Van Halen, the guitar he used in Hot for Teacher. Is that right? Um, yeah. The red, the red and white one. I guess it's going to be. Yeah, red, white, he, and black. That very, very famous one. Yeah. He has tons of those guitars, but this one may may yeah. fetch a big price. It is going up for auction. It is. Uh, it's the Kramer CO176, believed to have been. Uh, completed in late 82, delivered to him in 83, and obviously becoming one of his main guitars through 83 and 84. The auction goes through the 18th. The starting bid, you want to guess? No. (laughs) (laughs) 1.8 million. I see it. The starting bid, 1.8 million. Price on it. The auction house, or? Probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's expected to fetch between, I hate the word fetch, two and three million, though. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be like uh, it's it's going to be one of the most expensive guitars ever owned. Um, well, the the only thing that I find it. reservations with about this is that he had a number of guitars that looked like that, mm-hmm. and he could he he uh, he did design his own stuff, mm-hmm. but he probably had four or five that looked just like that for on stage use and sure so. It just makes you wonder. I guess hard rock cafes are are still out there someplace. Yeah. And there are spots that have uh, guitars and shirts and clothing from bands from all time. And you always wonder, how do they keep keep finding all of this stuff oh, to uh, fill up all these restaurants? See, it's it's what I, I've got this. I've got the same story. This what makes this one notable particularly is it's the one that he played in the video of Hot for Teacher. Yeah. Right. So that's been confirmed, and they they can trace the ownership. The guitar was gifted to the band's retiring drum tech about 1990, 
and that guy gave it to his nephew. That guy sold it to Neil's Music in Huntington Beach, California, and they're the people who are sold it to the current owner, who is the one putting it up for auction. So there's a trackable list of owners of this thing and a complete confirmation that if you ever watch the Hot for Teacher video, like on YouTube these days, then you you would have that particular guitar. That's it, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, now, if in a year from now, if this guitar goes on sale again, mm-hmm. one just like it, then we'll know that something is wrong about this. Well, yeah, but I, they, they I just find that, that, but that's a pretty good, uh, you know, track back to it being right. the real deal, so. Yeah, right, that is good. cool. Yeah, I mean, it, and it was, it, the, the, the red, white, and black, stripe paint it was you know obviously like you said a part of his uh, frankenstrat that he built in the 70s so does that mean there are there are a few i guess but this one was built by if that's the one from the video the Wes just said you know where but i believe i i I would i would guess not i am sure that he had he had a lot of guitars sure a lot of guitars oh yeah oh yeah and as all these guys do so uh, if this is the one from that video well then then there's one from the Panama video. There's one from exactly. you know, this, that, and the yeah. other. So yeah. We'll yeah. See. you're right. There you go. All right, let's uh, take a break and let's play a a, uh, a few tunes here. In case you haven't heard um, this or watched the show, this band. I think if you heard it without hearing the sh- without having seen the show, you might not be propelled to think, "Wow, the God, they're just great." When you see how they built the songs um, and what they turned into in this TV show, Daisy Jones and the Six. You realize that uh, these were this was a nice little average to good uh, American rock band, and we'll play you some of the tunes right now. What's this first one called that you thought was a hit? And I let me down easy. Agree. Let me down easy. Daisy oh, well. Jones and the Six. This is Drake Digital. The baseball season is about two weeks old, and I have on the MLB Network right now and all the time, except for when the uh, Money TV comes on, and I just love watching that and just being just. Just <laughs> bleeding and weeping as I watch that, <laughs> that go on. Uh, if you follow baseball, you know that before the season began, they put in place some new rules. Um, and the reaction to it and the results of it are uh, pretty, pretty incredible. Baseball purists don't like to see the powers that be mess with these games of any kind. But they change the rules all the time. And... In baseball, it looks like that this one might have been a smart idea. The idea was to make the, these games speed up. Three hours and a half or 310 or 305 is a long time to watch a game on the TV. That's why it's on in the background. If you're at a baseball game, it's a little bit different, but it can get a bit tedious. So the idea was to force the pitcher to speed up. And there is a clock that he has to watch. Uh, that is on the wall, and the batter also has a clock, and they have to um, get the pitch thrown, and the batter has to be in the box and ready to to go, uh, or they get uh, penalized, either a ball or there's something that they get um, in trouble for. So they also made the bases bigger. And they also have changed uh, what the what they call the shift, which means that the two that the guy that is playing second and the guy playing uh, shortstop has to be in position and can't shift 
towards where the guy might be hitting the ball because they usually might be able to you know guess that or they just know it and they can't move until the ball is released from the hand of the pitcher. Uh, so all of these things were met with some discomfort and some bitching and moaning from baseball purists. But what has happened is this. Uh, the, these rules that were designed to speed up the pace of play and encourage more action are working. The batting average in the league is up 16 points on average. Um, as far as the bases being stolen, that is up 30%, which makes that 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 puts the runner in a in a, a better place to score. And the average game time is the biggie. It's down 31 minutes on I saw that. on on track to be the sports lowest since 1984. So, uh, some folks that were skeptical about it, like managers in the game, think that it is really good for uh, how things are going so far. The goal was to not have this change how we play, uh, but to make it a bit faster and smoother and uh, more offense and more excitement. And you get that with what they've done. Um, so, there have been some hiccups, but nothing that is too serious. And... Uh, so they've only played, what, about 20 games, 15 games? Um, and as, as as time goes by, you'll probably see all the glitches and they'll become used to those clocks and it'll stop being, um, they mess up sometimes. But the game uh, game game length is a biggie, uh, I think, for for a TV and for those in the stands. So Yeah. Uh, How are your Cubs they, doing? Uh, they I checked over the weekend. They were 4-3 and three and the Cardinals were 3-4, and four, which hurt my feelings for, uh, for them. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't checked. It's it's way too early. I yeah. I don't get into this until the late summer. I'm not really ready for it. Because yeah. football's done and college hoops is done. The NBA playoffs are going to be coming up. Yep. And the and uh, so the Grizz have some uh, some injury issues still there. But know, baseball sucks. for me doesn't really get going until late summer. Then it's then it's just you know different. So there is that. Uh, what is this thing about about monster energy drinks? <laughs> oh, I, well, yeah. I, all these drinks can be dangerous, and I have a, a a a point to make after this this story too. Well, this one is not about the contents of the drink; it is about the contents of the name, because Monster Energy oh. really loves its name being Monster, and. It has been on a spree lately of suing other companies who use the word monster in, well, whatever. Be it a drink like they make or not, eh, whatever, it's monster, it's us, we're suing you. They've gone over Capcom, which is a video game company. They've gone out over uh, Pokemon because they use monster in things. And this all starts in Japan, where they were they were squashed at that point. But they really seem to be on a just tirade about things. They filed over a hundred complaints just in Japan for other companies and brands that use the word monster in some way or another. They've been doing this for a while, but they've really just spiked. They've lost. They lost the battle against Capcom. They lost the battle against Pokemon. But they're still filing complaints against other companies trying to say that 
they should have a complete monopoly on the use of the word monster. And That's stupid. They are being laughed out of court, apparently, yeah, every I single bet. time. But they keep going with this. This is a this this is the troll banging its head against a brick wall sort of lawsuit. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. It, and I can't wait for them to get to other gaming companies that uh, do like fantasy role playing games that involve a whole lot yeah. of players versus monsters. Yeah. This well, is going I wish nowhere. they would sue uh, Bobby Boris Pickett and the song Monster Mash so it's never played <laughs> ever again anywhere for, for any that. reason. I'm for oh, that. Oh, no, uh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not going to happen How about either. Monster Trucks? Uh, these guys are exactly, yeah, yeah, this, litigious this is, dipshits. It is. That, Shut up. That's as, that's as bad as like back around Christmas... Um, I guess what's her face? Who we hate? Uh, what's her name? The singer, <laughs> not Mariah Celine Carey. Dion, the other one, oh. Mariah Carey. Oh, really? I guess <laughs> right. Yay, Mariah. Yes, well, so you were really hating. Hate her. I just want her. No, I know. I don't. I don't. Okay. Shut up. Uh, I just <laughs> right. I just not into. She she <laughs> has a great all. voice. I'm not into it. Whatever. But she tried to get mad at somebody else and or patent the name and or something like that with the Queen of Christmas carols or the Queen of Christmas oh, or shut something. Up. Because uh, yeah, she yeah, claims yeah, yeah, yeah. that she is. Well, hey. shut up, lady. Mrs. Claus it was has that locked thrown up. out in court I, or that something. That may be a good point. Yeah, she, these people in there are sensitive, over-egoed out selves. Yeah. Monster, calm down. Monster. Uh, on the note of, of energy drinks, though, I will tell you this. Um, yeah. Wholesale Nutrition, uh, where I go a lot, I'm, due to, I'm out of some stuff, like all my allergy stuff, but it does help. Let me just... Uh, this. Um, they have various things on their shelves. Ask their people. This stuff that I have been taking, um, quercetin, helps the, it just helps the overall, because you feel kind of hot and you can't breathe and you're, you know, my, my damn nose was was even bleeding. But it but it does help you with the symptoms of these allergies. So ask about that stuff. Uh, on the back wall, they have so many energy drinks. And I guess that they have various strengths and various purposes but people, that, that is a billion-dollar industry, multi-billion, because people don't have enough time or they just want to be jacked up. And they're taking these drinks, and if they work for you, that's fantastic. One of the problems is the sugar content in those drinks. If you're watching that, if you're not, then go for it. I will tell you an alternative to those drinks that is, I haven't had one of those drinks. I... I did one of those five-hour energy drinks once a long time ago, and mm-hmm. I was convinced I was going to die. It it freaked it. It had my heart racing like it was. It was awful. Yeah, your heart. It's racing. awful. Uh, so what I do instead, if I know that I'm going to be tired, there and the, uh, these things I've been 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 out for a long time. I used to buy them by the individual one, little bitty B12 shots, not in a syringe. They're in a tiny little um you know you know plastic vial uh, kind of a thing and it's 10,000 micrograms of B12 not a bunch of sugar so if you're you know slow or tired or need to get some extra work done these th- this stuff works and uh, on a long drive if you get tired but you're coffeeed out B12 uh they're, they're little shots and now they come in a box there are 12 of them and I keep them right here just in case I can't hang. So uh, ask about them or anything else in that store. It's, it is so full of, uh, of great products and that work and help you feel better and can 
remedy some of the things that make us all feel funky. WholesaleNutrition.com is the website, and they are on Goodman Road in South Haven. More in a sec. Be right back after we do this. What are we doing? The Dave Clark Five? Man, what a Hell great yeah. song this is. I love this song. There, gosh, this was a long time ago. Here's a DC Five and then Sting on Drake Digital. All right, it wouldn't be a day unless Wes had some new information about the Star Wars universe. It never ceases to amaze how they can crank out material constantly. Uh, Wes has two stories. I'll let you do this. I'll sit back and take notes. Okay, uh, so <laughs> refill your drink and just lean back. Yes, here we go. The Star Wars Celebration, which is an annual event that they hold, well, annually, that's why they call it that, revealed right. a bunch of trailers and a bunch of new information about the plans for the Star Wars universe. I've got two, two stories about probably the most prominent ones, the ones most people care about. The One of the breakout stars or characters of the the last three theater movies, which were the uh, last trequel of the or trilogy of the uh, Star Wars movies, trequel. I, I'm we're making up words all the time. English is a growing language. Yeah, uh, was this character Ray? Bunch of people hated her. Bunch of people loved her. Oh, but like she is her. going to be coming back. They are planning another set of movies called New Jedi Order, which is going to be set 15 years after the. Rise of Skywalker movie, which was the concluding movie of the trilogy of trilogies that Star Wars had. The idea being that uh, she is taking over from Luke Skywalker and doing a Jedi Academy, and they are talking her up. They don't really have a schedule for this. They've, they've mentioned directors and some, some writers, but uh, it's really unclear when exactly this is going to happen. But that is the direction they have decided to go. And I am hoping that they will tell a co cohesive story which would be completely unlike the last three movies that they produced but we will see they uh, in the last three movies there was a lot of crit criticism that was very well deserved about them changing tone and direction and seeming to be making things up as they went along and continuity was messed up continuity mm. it wasn't completely messed up but it was a case of things came out of completely fucking nowhere for no yeah. reason except <laughs> it, it looked though. like it might be a good surprise <laughs> to shock the audience at the beginning of the third act so yeah. I'm right. hoping that they won't do that, but I liked Ray as a character, and I like Daisy Ridley as an actor for that character, so I am looking forward to seeing something good being done with uh, that character, with that actor. The other okay. Star Wars stories I, a story I have is about Endor. That is something, that's just the, the one Star Wars thing, Drake, that I've suggested to you that you might actually enjoy because it is probably the most un-Star Wars-y Star Wars yeah, story right. that Star Wars has produced. <laughs> yes, I, I remember that well, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm writing it down again right now. Yeah, yeah, Andor. It, it and was... Or. It was a street-level counter-espionage spy infiltration kind of military story. Okay. And it it was just it was really well done. It did not have a Skywalker in sight. I don't even think we saw a lightsaber. It was just really, really good. And as everyone has expected, it is going to be a there's going to be a season two of Andor. It's going to be told differently. The first story was told over the course of what might have been a, like six or eight months, maybe a year. 
Uh, this next one is going to be speeding things up and telling like one uh, every three episodes might be a year and it's going to be covering uh, overall a couple of years leading up to almost the events of the first Star Wars movie that we saw in 1977. Okay. Which is which isn't really the first one in the whole damn thing because they're all out of freaking order. Well, which yeah, yeah, exactly. But you I know got... what? And and someone <laughs> someone damn put it. thought into you know explaining why all the Star Wars movies titles are wrong for the movies. The titles are right, but they're applied to the wrong movie. And you know, if I could find that article, we'd go into that. But I don't have it, so uh, we'll save that maybe, for maybe another time if, or yeah, or if never. You, if maybe you, if you find it, my husband will be into it. Yeah, right, right. Probably you're right. But if you find oh, it, you, my husband will be into it, so send it to really me. But good. I got two, I got two really things. Good. Wes though. and your husband and my oldest son in a room together and just lock oh, yes. them in for a day. Oh, my God. Three-hour podcast. I'm not even kidding. But I got two things. They probably can call it and or because and or, that's the excuse that they can just throw the stuff at you and that not, doesn't make sense. That just kind of said that. And, <laughs> there you go. And or. See? You know, and number, it, that and was number done two, on purpose. I know. And number two, I like the... Uh, I like the the Ray actress. I mean, I don't know her name, real name, but Daisy I like Ridley. her. She, what What is the first episode she was in? Is that the one with BB-8? Yes. Like, yes, exactly. Okay, I like yeah. that though. That oh, sure. That, I think I, made I am, sense to me. I'm, I'm not. Did you like of? the first Star Wars movie? Like the first one that came out in the 70s? Yeah, the first one that came out in the 70s. I, yes. Okay, <laughs> and and now I know why you like that movie because it was the same movie with different characters. Oh. Uh, I was probably drinking. <laughs> it was the exact same plot line. <laughs> Everything was the same in oh, that movie as, as it All was right, with fine. A New Hope. So, and <laughs> I, you know, I never thought about what you both Don't just said about said. about God. the name. I know, Andor. I know. I've got to rain it. We got to rain him in. We got to rain him in. <laughs> but Go I, ahead. I never thought about what you you both said about Andor just now, and you know what? It it strikes me you're right because he was kind of a secondary character in this movie he first appeared in, so he might have been just a what do we call him? And, and or, or this and, whatever yeah. who cares? And or all right, and or we're done. Solved that. Okay, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Holy God, I'll oh never watch goodness. any of that shit ever again. Like I ever did. You in would the first like. Part. You would I, probably like Andor. I, I, Andor. I, I, I've always remembered that you told me that. So I encourage I you to watch. Yeah, if, you if you're if you're not into it. At the end of the first episode, then just quit. But I, you might, you might like. You're gonna make him. You're gonna make him do a whole hour, Wes. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. There's just so much to watch, and there are books. There, God, there uh, is. Uh, I'm gonna bring this up as we uh, wrap this up for the day. Um, when is the, my new uh, music cast on again? I forgot, but it's fun. Uh, next, I'm not sure. It's great. I'm looking it is the live best of rock and roll, this live rock Wednesday. and roll. Part three. Oh, it's it's six p.m. tonight. Yes, it's here. Uh, so since you heard it, yes, it's so good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I actually have an email about it too. Uh, what does it say about it? Well, there it's 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 a it's a little bit of a longer email, but it's it's she, well, it's from it's from Elizabeth, our friend Elizabeth, who emails and texts all the time. Yes, and Hi, she Elizabeth. loved the last live episode. Uh, she's she's listened she's heard all the music casts she says and she and her daughter were cleaning the house for the dog sitter or something before they left town this was before easter or whatever and so she, they they heard the music cast they've and then they heard uh, a, a show i guess this was the other day i don't know and her i don't know how old her daughter is but this is pretty funny so bear with me the daughter says is that drake boy he sounds so old <laughs> and elizabeth says That's nice. i think he sounds 
just just give me elizabeth says i think he sounds rad we've all gotten old sweetheart drake and i go way back the daughter oh my god is that west they they let him talk now (laughs) not on on drake's thing that's drake's thing well she's talking about the show i think and then and then the the, elizabeth says you have you've all grown you have all grown up grasshopper the daughter what the (laughs) fuck are they still doing lawyer bill but her daughter talking to her mom this way and elizabeth says you're not the only one who's grown up and gotten unsuccessful lawyer bill <laughs> has grown <laughs> see no wait i read that wrong but that was funnier anyway she said okay okay like that Lawyer Bill has funny. Lawyer Bill has grown as well. He's stuck with the boys and girls. And gotten unsuccessful. It says you're not the only one who's grown up and gotten successful. I read that. Okay. Lawyer Bill has grown up as well. He's stuck with the boys and girls that brung him in and it's paid off. They forged oh, a lifelong God. bond and working relationship. They've brought him much success. He moved up to Clark Tower and just just to think we knew him way back when. I remember Drake saying Lawyer Bill segment would never last, but Zeke said give the kid a shot. And then her daughter says, who is that girl? And Elizabeth says, that's the player to be named later. Sid Neighbors, great utility player, brings a woman's parent's perspective with a wide-eyed exuberance of youth. She brings a seasoned professional's eye along with a color commentator's enthusiasm and joy to the proceedings. A little Ozzy Smith in his youth, a little Yachty in his final season. Love you guys and stay safe, says Elizabeth. (laughs) God, she has got no life whatsoever. And I'm glad you're here, Sid, to provide a parent's perspective because, you know, Drake and I are orphans without kids. I know, I know, I know. You need need me. You need me. See? That's really sweet. Thank you. Grown up and then unsuccessful. Yeah. That's what I was aiming for. My hand is up. My hand is totally up. How did I read that wrong? How how dare she say that I sound old? Never mind. Know how old the daughter might only be like 20 or something I don't yeah know. i mean if you're if you're 20 so. and you know old is 32 so you sound 32 oh, that. Yeah. there you okay. go she might have been listening when she was 10 i don't know all right well uh, all i want to say about this is this uh i have never been more uh shocked which is hard to be shocked these days but when the tennessee legislature through those two black gentlemen out they they did they just threw them out yeah of mm-hmm. the tennessee government and the white lady who had been there with them trying to raise uh some discussion and talk about gun control since the shooting up in nashville which is now long forgotten because it's what about two weeks old uh-huh uh so she's fine but One they vote. throw the two black dudes out First of all, I, I, I don't know how that is even legal. It makes Tennessee the most embarrassing state in the nation, at least this week. Now, um, the two Justins, um, Justin Pearson, um, he will be going back. He was put back in. I have mm-hmm. no idea what, what the hell their uh, rules are, if oh, they even have any. I, I, can just sum make it, the, I can summon it for you real quick. There's, there's rules in the legislature of the state of Tennessee that says um, if you are, I'm going to sum it up, if you are really nasty, we get to vote on whether we want to kick you out despite what the voters said to get you in here in the first place. 
And everyone says, okay, that's okay. There might be a good reason that a legislature, you know, someone in that legislature body might need to be kicked out. Say they uh, molested a child. Say they uh, stole money. Say they were you know, openly corrupt. You but might want to kick them out. Part of it. Yeah, yeah. That go. might be part of it. Uh, so the GOP, which holds a supermajority in the Tennessee legislature, said, well, these three people disrupted proceedings a little bit. We're not going to censure them. We're not going to send them to the Ethics Committee for an investigation. We're just going to kick them the out right now. Yeah. And so yeah. they did. That's that's the way the rules work. And because they have a supermajority and they voted on party lines, that happened. God. But yeah. that throws it's it back... Still- yeah, yeah you're still... right. Oh, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, but yeah. The, it, that makes it that throws it back to the local um, voting Shelby district. Shelby County Commission who, tomorrow has won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It throws it back to the local voting district who voted them in in the first place. Their ruling body gets to vote on who replaces the person who was kicked out. Well, in Nashville, they said, well, it's the same guy. We're sending them back. F you. And like you just said, Shelby County is going to meet, uh, what, today? Today. Yeah. yeah, and uh, do the voting they of that. They have 13 and... people, and two of them are out, making it 11. Right. And they must have, have uh, I guess, nine to get Justin Jones back in there right. where he should be. And if uh, any of them want to be reelected, they are going to say, yep, send him right the hell back right now. There is uh, a picture of the uh, white lady whose name is not in front of me, uh, who is walking the other Justin uh, back back into the room uh, today mm-hmm. uh, and uh, surrounded by those two are a bunch of old white people looking disgusted this God. is the I, I, I just don't have any there's no reason anymore for for this outrage because because nothing anymore is a shock but I I saw that and it it just chilled me to the bone to think that these people believe they have the power because they're old white people or young white people, who cares? Just to say you're out because you said something and did something out of line that pisses them off. Yeah. And if yeah, that's ridiculous. if that's what this system has come to, we're beyond fucked. It and and <laughs> yeah. with you, they better yes. get this back in place and apologize. That's not um, going to happen. I mean, okay, they're, now, they're not on our team, and they slightly violated one rule. So we're going to be a hammer them with the maximum possible. Here limit. are some things that have gone on in the house up there uh, mm-hmm. that have that never came to light until this little uh, some nation I found over the past couple of years in a committee meeting in March about capital punishment, Rep. Paul Sherrill asked if he might offer an amendment to include, quote, hanging by a tree as a method of execution in a state with a history of lynching as long as your arm. There was an uproar. He was not even censured or reprimanded. Three women accused, Rep. Rep., uh, guy's name is uh, David Bird, of sexual assault when they played on a basketball team he coached. They were kids at the time, minors. He denied everything. Uh, He was caught on tape apologizing to one of the girls without saying what he was apologizing for. And he got no censorship, no nothing, no nothing. Uh, Justin Lafferty in 2021 
Uh, he, it's just another thing about race and a three-fifths compromise on how to end <laughs> slavery and all this bullshit. Um, uh, two of the R's joked twice in 2020 about black people eating fried chicken. What, uh, and uh, one lawmaker spoke about a bill and used the term wetback to refer to a person nice. of Latino heritage. The chief of staff for a former House speaker texted, Black people are idiots. Other texts oh show God. the speaker endorsing sexual comments made about women. In 2019, Rep. Rick Tillis was behind a Twitter account full of gossip and talk about lawmakers and staffers. The next day he came into his seat, it was soaked with urine. Somebody pissed on the guy's seat. Good and Lord. these two young black men trying to raise the awareness, but it's all too late for that anyway, about this, stepped out of line in the view of them as far as decorum, giving them a slight opening to throw them out. Oh, sure. All of the what things has happened. That all what of the happened? all of the things that you mentioned they pale in comparison to talking out of turn yeah exactly that oh that's the God. entire point and then this weekend when i felt like ass and um was trying just to sleep and trying to get over taylor swift and her big breakup oh which gosh. just ruined my whole weekend no i'm with uh, you i got up one time in the middle of the night and i walked up here and i pull up uh, the news, which is a, a bad addiction, and see the shooting up in Louisville, mm -hmm. where I was born. Mm -hmm. Five people dead, shot by a guy who had bought a rifle legally April 4th. Uh, he had also left a note. Um, I, somewhere around the, this story is this note. And one of the stories says he he, he had been fired. Well, if he had been fired, he wouldn't have had access to the building, now, would he? So he was back in there, and he had intent um, to kill these people. And he, uh, one died, five dead, eight injured, three cops shot. And they killed him when they got to the building right away. And so all of a sudden, the mayor of Louisville is calling, we, but we must do something about it. We must stop this. Must we? we? You're not going to stop anything. He bought the gun legally. The killer in Nashville bought seven guns legally. All these politicians and their endless bullshit that has no, there's no end game to this. And now Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee, I'm assuming in the interest of maybe trying to save face, plus the fact that one of the people killed up in Nashville was a friend of the Lee family who was coming to their home to have dinner that night. Uh, she was shot to death that day. Well. And now uh, Governor Lee uh, has flipped his position and wants to work on background checks and uh, well, gun you know, reform, it, which is it, a pointless and empty phrase. It'll never change. It's not going to. So stop acting like you're a hero for bringing up gun control. It's way too late. But hey, now it's really important, Drake. It's important now because it turns out it can affect rich, connected white people too. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh mm. it 
I just had these things here, and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to even get started with this. But there's just no way you can't, and it doesn't matter if you're outraged or not. It's um, uh, This will happen again next week. This national Sadly, event yeah. was two weeks ago. Yeah. There were 124 um, mass shootings at on that date. The one up in Louisville was number one, 143 of the year. That means that in wow. a two-week period, there were 20 more shootings, uh, and, a, and a, a mass shooting involves four or more people. Right. So we've had 20 more in two weeks. That's horrible. And you think that this is going to all change? Because they, they're buying the guns legally. What was their motive? They're crazy, and they want to be dead. <laughs> they're mad. They're just mad, and they don't care, and the undercurrent of anger and disgust in this country is palpable, and it's not going to stop. No matter how many governors or mayors raise their fist in anger, we have to get this under control. You lost that chance a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's just my two cents. I don't know shit from Shinola, but I know that this is an upsetting thing. This could be... Two and it, two in yeah. two in ten American people know somebody who has been affected by gun violence. I got a house full of guns, I'm and I'm not going to do anything dumb to yeah. that. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd love the Second Amendment. Well, but, anyway, uh, that's just the way I think this is. I uphill battle. I have no answers. I got no answers. All I got is my own outrage and heartbreak mm -hmm. at watching this go on and on and on and on. Have a fun day. Tonight, the um, music cast is on at 6, three, uh, part 3 of live rock and roll tents. And uh, it's they're really fun to hear uh, when you hear them in this context. So enjoy that. Have a groovy day. Uh, this is Drake Digital.